Today on Consequence, we spoil the story right up front. What if this guy had died and we're telling the story and laughing the entire time? <laughs> we sound like horrible people. So maybe we should say that he's fine. He is fine. This is Consequence, true stories about false things, presented by the James Randi Educational Foundation. I'm Brian Thompson. On Consequence, we look at the harm caused by believing in pseudoscience, superstition, and the paranormal by letting the victims of those beliefs share their stories with you. At least, that's what we do most of the time. Sometimes, we also talk to those people who have applied their own false beliefs to others. Take, for example, Carrie Poppy. She's currently the host of the Skeptical Investigation podcast, Oh No, Ross and Carrie. And, full disclosure, she's also the James Randi Educational Foundation's communications director. But when she was in college, she was so convinced that energy healing was real, she thought she could do it herself on her friend who had just been diagnosed with testicular cancer. Um, a friend of mine, Zachary. Um, yeah, he had testicular cancer, and I sort of had this sense that there had to be a cosmic solution to his problem. There couldn't be only a physical solution to his problem. Mm -hmm. And my thought justification was that if there were only physical solutions to problems, then that meant that everyone who lived before modern medicine was just effed. And that thought bothered me so much that it just couldn't be true. People in olden times had a shorter life expectancy mm -hmm. than now. That's correct. Uh, probably had all manner of horrible diseases right. and things like that. So how did you justify that knowledge? Um, or did I, you think that, that if they didn't have magic medicine, that they would have died like instantly? If they didn't have magic medicine? Mm-hmm. You mean energy healing? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, mean, to be, I don't mean to be disrespectful. <laughs> we call it EH um, or eh. Um, so, we, well, I think that my justification for that, although I'm thinking back several years now, but okay. if I were to defend Carrie of eight years ago, I would say um, it's not that physical medicine is worthless. Of course, it's useful. And so you can step in and use it to prolong someone's life. And that's what we've done systemically around the world. And so we've artificially inflated lifespans that way. But could energy medicine have stepped in and helped people in prior times if people had used it and known how to use it, use it and trusted their intuition? Probably. So what, what is energy healing? Um, well, uh, my notion of it, and I don't know if this is the the overarching notion of it for everyone who uses it, um, is that there Wait, is... are you saying there's no standardized energy <laughs> healing college? Oh, well, there are definitely colleges. There are definitely schools where you can learn these things. You can major in hotel restaurant management, VCR repair, <laughs> right. energy healing. Right. You can print out your diploma at home. Um, but... Uh, yeah, my, my understanding of it was that we all have these healing powers within ourselves, which, um, made some sense. We all have an immune system. So we do in a sense have healing powers within ourselves and that those healing powers can be extended outward energetically. So when you, Brian are sick and your system is overwhelmed trying to take care of itself, but I am well, 
mm-hmm. I can offer you some of my healing energy and um, help you to overcome that which you're too weak to overcome yourself. Okay. Well, let me, I mean, I don't, if it makes you more comfortable, mm. um, <laughs> never, never start a sentence that way. I, I used to be into some really crazy stuff like that uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember being a teenager and trying to astral project, got a, a book on uh-huh. that. Sure. I remember trying to successfully see auras. Uh, no, not successfully at the astral projection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what it was was basically just trying to train people in, in how to lucid dream. Mm-hmm. And then you would convince yourself that your dream was real. Okay. Uh, because you're conscious. I, w- I was able to do that, which I don't know if you've ever... That's not a small feat. It's not, it's not a small feat. But the problem with it is that when you are conscious uh, while you're dreaming mm-hmm. every night... Mm-hmm. Um, you don't feel very rested in the morning. Mm, it's like that's true. It's like you've been awake, like mm-hmm. battling demons and. But lucid dreams like are Superman. so cool. You remember them so vividly. I remember a lot of them. We don't go into that because then it'll reveal all sorts of symbolism about my inner psyche, and I, I'm a very private person. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, so yeah, what I mean is, I I, I was I had into a lucid lot of this... dream that I was a highway. <laughs> I really did. That's that's go on. that's ridiculous. We all know <laughs> that life is a highway. <laughs> Touche. Um, anyway, I uh, I say that because yeah, I I, I remember being in uh, in that mindset where these things could be real, but I I never got into energy healing. Mm-hmm. So like, where do you know where where that notion started that that this thing is a real thing and that you could possibly do it yourself? I mean, it all came up in this sort of vague time in my life where I was actively pursuing things like my own psychic powers and those things were all fairly nebulous. So I don't remember a particular starting point. I do remember buying several books on the subject and reading websites with various bright neon colors juxtaposed Mm -hmm. against bright neon colors. Geocities? Uh Uh-huh. Or Angel Fire? Is the same thing? I don't remember. I'm sure there were dancing bears. I'm sure there was a midi of the rainbow connection. Mm-hmm. But um, hamster dance, right? Let's just start saying things <laughs> from the old internet. Um, I bought a lot of books uh-huh. on the subject, and um, and I had this community of fellow actors in college who were all very supportive of my searching for these powers and honing them. Mm-hmm. And so they started asking me to meditate with them and to heal over them and to teach them to see different colors that would have healing properties. And did they think that you were successful at this or did you think that you were successful at this? Yeah, we all did. Definitely. I mean, it became this sort of like guru in my theater departments and undeservedly, I wasn't doing anything at all, but, um, I think I don't mean, I don't want to talk out of line, but I think that pretty much Anyone who becomes an energy healing guru does so undeservedly. Right. <laughs> Probably. Probably. But who knows? But, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I definitely believed it. And I think that if you say something like that with enough conviction, um, yeah, people will believe you. Did you, but I mean, it's one thing to say things with conviction. It's another thing to do a thing and then think you've got, gotten results out of it. Mm-hmm. So what sort of results did you think you had 
achieved or did your your patients is that the right word your <laughs> colleagues um well i mean the energy healing i only did a couple of times um i did do things like try to connect psychically with my uh fellow students and i would say things like oh i could feel you acing that test today and then they'd say i did i aced the test we were like oh it's amazing mm-hmm. you know and of course it would be a good student who always aced her tests. So, right. But, um, and you had given her all the answers before. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but the energy healing itself, I think I only did a couple of times. I know I did it on one girl who had tonsillitis and she felt quite better soon afterward, but you know, it was a regular run of the mill sort of infection that probably would have gotten better quickly anyway. Yeah. Tonsillitis can be serious, mm-hmm. uh, but it's definitely no, testicular cancer Mm -mm. so your friend zachary is that his real name that is his real name no he doesn't need to be protected at all then i don't know is he innocent (laughs) you know maybe i shouldn't you know i did write to him and ask him and he never wrote back oh well doesn't matter we'll just keep saying we call him call morris this is what ross and i do (laughs) (laughs) we just find names that uh sort of match up and make us giggle so your friend kelly kapowski If you want to get in touch with us at Consequence, maybe as someone who's been affected by false beliefs and wants to be a guest on the show, or maybe you just like to share a kind word, or even a hateful one, it's easy. Just email consequence at randy.org. That's R-A-N-D-I dot O-R-G. And if you like the show, please tell a friend. Or better yet, leave a review on iTunes. It'll really help us out a lot in our mission to spread critical thinking one story at a time. I mean, I don't want to laugh about it because testicular cancer is, uh, is very, very, very serious. It, very, it very can serious. be. I mean, it's, if you're going to get a cancer, that's definitely the one to get. Run out and get some testicular cancer because right. that, that uh, is so centralized that usually doctors can just remove it and you're good to go forever. Yeah. But doctors have to remove it. So how, did you, how do you broach the subject of, hey... Let me take care of that for you. Yeah. Well, first of all, well, before we get there, let me ask mm. you, did you, did you in any way think that, that your energy healing of the testicular cancer would be the only treatment that he needed? Um, it all happened in the moment. So, uh, I didn't actually expect to try to heal him until it was happening. So I don't know. So I don't think I thought that What do you mean? Just, you decided you were going to energy heal him on the spot and. Well, yes. So he (laughs) walk me through the process of energy healing. He told us that he had cancer. I said, the only thing I know to do for you is, uh, is to meditate with you. And so he and his boyfriends and I sat in a circle and we held hands and we meditated and we were picturing purple energy floating into Zach because that's supposed to be healing. And, um, so what, what about why, why purple? Uh, purple is just supposed to be a healing color. It is the connection to the divine. Can you think of different colors of energy? And yeah, I mean, I don't know how everybody else did it, but I right. had this notion that purple in particular was healing, and so we were focusing on that and sending it into Zach. 
And um, and this is something that you had learned, like sort of accumulated from a lot of different books and things. That- yeah, I had. And then at some point I started to just trust my intuition about it. And so I had this this idea that I had all this knowledge inside of me. Unfortunately, most people don't tap it. And I need to trust my subconscious mind to tell me what's the right thing to do. So at that point, that's when you write your own book. Right. Or heal your own testicle. Right. So, yeah. It's It's more, it's easier for some people than others. As we were sitting there, I started thinking, uh, well, actually I started picturing blue energy coming out of his testicle Mm -hmm. and I was convinced that the blue energy was the cancer itself and that we just needed to pull it out. And so, um, I, I started having Zach's boyfriend chant. And so his boyfriend was saying, because I love you, I heal you over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And Zachary was very dutifully saying, because I love myself, I heal myself. Sounding very doubtful. And, um, and I had him. Well, okay. Let me, mm, let me, let me ask you about that. Mm -hmm. Um, did he believe that you could do these things or was this like, he was cut from the same cloth. So I think that he did think it was possible. Um, fortunately for all of us, he was unsure enough that he continued to seek medical help and not just me. But don't spoil but, the story. <laughs> well, I mean, but I think that he was. I, well, not actually, go ahead sure. and spoil it because it, <laughs> I guess if you didn't spoil it, like, what, if, what if this guy had died because all he. All he got treated. All, the only treatment he received was your energy healing. And we're telling the story and laughing the entire time. <laughs> we sound like horrible people. So maybe we should say that he's fine. He is fine. He sought real he's medical really treatment. He's really fine. Like a little too fine. He just won a sexy contest. Anyway, regardless. Sounds pretty good looking. Yes. So during this whole procedure, you're imagining his testicular cancer as blue energy and your removing it and people are chanting yeah i wasn't at the removing it part we're all chanting we're all still chanting which we did for a long time a long time how long (laughs) oh gosh i mean this is probably five six years ago so i don't want i might be inventing this memory now i want to say four minutes that's that's a long time to chant i mean it's not a long time for like a tv show or a, a flight but it's a long time to be chanting Repeating over one someone. sentence. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so then I um, I just knew that we were supposed to start pulling the energy out. And um, so I had Zach touch the affected testicle with his hands, and then I put my hand above his so mm-hmm. that I wouldn't touch his crotch. Right. I'm that kind of friend. Good bedside manner. And then, thank you. And then I um, started, started pulling um, out of that hand the blue energy. Mm. So, um, I, I was ripping it out of there and I did that for another couple minutes shouting because I love you. I heal you. It started to become very aggressive. And, um, and then the blue can, the blue energy was gone. And, um, the next week Zach was tested and his cancer was gone. Can you describe how you perceived these energy colors, the purple and the blue, was it something that you could see with your eyes or is this a mental image or how does that um, manifest? I guess you'd say I saw it in my mind's eye. I mean, I would picture it the same way you might daydream about something. Okay. So this is like a very strong perception that these are the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, the way you might daydream about something and you didn't invite that thought into your head, but you decide to entertain it. Okay. Um, in the same sense, I would get these mental pictures and decide to treat them as uh, legitimate uh, messages to me from my inner self. Mm-hmm. That's how you knew it was over, was that you didn't perceive this blue anymore. The blue energy was gone, yeah. So what's that like after this kind of experience? Um, was it awkward? Did did Zachary feel like something had happened or did he say anything to that end? I was in such a self-congratulatory place. I can't even remember what Zachary said or did. Just a round of high, high fives all <laughs> yeah, over. Pretty much. Everybody goes out for drinks. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even remember him reacting. Um, he liked the meditation enough that we continued to do those types of meditations together, but no more blue energy. But, um, I don't remember him remarking on like the efficacy of it, but he obviously decided that maybe, maybe he needs a second opinion from, (laughs) well, he continued to, uh, keep his, his plans with the doctor, which was to get his testicle removed that week. Mm-hmm. Which is why when he got tested the next week, his cancer was gone. I assume. But I remember telling him, no, no, that was you. You did that when we pulled the energy out of your body. Did he believe you? I think he nodded very nicely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How slow was the nod? <laughs> um, a clip. A clip. If you'll if you'll imagine like a, a strong stallion at a gallop. I will imagine that. Mm-hmm, like that. He definitely had these sort of spiritual beliefs and he still kind of does. So I think he went along with it thinking it might be true, but he had enough skepticism to continue pursuing other avenues. Do you think that it is particularly harmful if people hold on to these beliefs as a supplement to medical science so for example he sought your energy healing for his testicular cancer but he also went to a doctor Mm -hmm. and got better Mm -hmm. so what would you say to someone who would say that well and then obviously this belief is not harmful to him um because whether or not he believes that the, the cancer was cured because you pulled the blue out of him or uh because he got his testicles surgically removed um, he's fine now, so mm-hmm. it's no biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's lucky in that way in this particular instance, but you know, if you, um, had a child who has some serious illness and you give her medicine and you give her, um, a magic teddy bear mm-hmm. and you tell her one of these is going to make you better. And lo and behold, she gets better. I mean, you have to disabuse her of that illusion at some point or else she would go around life thinking it might have been the teddy bear um and you don't want a grown adult to have those sorts of notions because if you keep misattributing things you might start trusting the wrong thing this may be a step too far Mm. but i'm not sure you want a grown adult walking around with a teddy bear for any reason (laughs) maybe so how did you how did you disabuse yourself of the notion that you are an energy shaman? Yeah, some of those things like ended very dramatically because I read about them or talked to someone who knew their stuff. In this case, I don't think it did. I think it kind of fizzled out as I started to question other beliefs that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I was also taking a lot of homeopathy at this time in my life, and that that did in a, in a bolt of lightning and um, questioning homeopathy and other modalities like that made me just question my entire way of thinking. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I don't think that there is for most people who eventually do disabuse themselves of notions like energy healing. I don't think for most people there is like a, a single thing that shuts it off. Right. I'm trying to think of when I stopped believing in astral projection and I can't pinpoint it to the point where I'm not sure if I don't still believe in it. And maybe this is a dream. This is all a dream. This is a lucid dream right now. Wait. Wh- Do you wh- feel like a highway? That's all the time we have for Consequence. Special thanks to Carrie Poppy for sharing her story. You can listen to her great skeptical investigation podcast, Oh No, Ross and Carrie, at onopodcast.com and on iTunes. If you've been harmed by pseudoscience, superstition, or the paranormal, and you want to share your story on the show, please, please get in touch by emailing consequence at randy.org. Consequence is a production of the James Randi Educational Foundation. To find out more about the JRAF's mission to promote science, skepticism, and critical thinking, just visit randy.org. Consequence is produced by me, Brian Thompson, and our music is by Planet Shifter. Thanks for listening.